All right, folks, believe it or not, the pandemic is uh, slowly coming to an end as things are getting ready to get back on the road in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about uh, making sense of some things. It's kind of been lingering on my on my mind. I'm wondering uh, what others on this podcast thoughts about that. So, yeah, we got a few topics to cover tonight. So let's jump into tonight's episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. What's up, everybody, and thank you, Eva Marie, for another edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Uh, it's Two Chains here, along with Damian, Will, uh, the Giant Crab, Jamal, uh, and Celis is not here because it's Phoenix Suns <laughs> are on the way to the NBA uh, Finals, and he says I'm going too, so he'll be gone for two weeks as he uh, goes to cheer on his team. And he's not a bandwagon fan. I give him his props. He's definitely been a fan since day one long as i've known him so you know he 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 doesn't waste and i believe even too when the when the 49ers went to the super bowl i believe he went to that too like abruptly so you know he he plans his moves very spontaneous when when the time calls and thus we got put on the back burner again so uh but it's all good it's all good we got things to talk about tonight but before we get started fellas how y'all doing pretty good uh you know it's good time yeah it's been a quiet week it's hot <laughs> How hot is it down there in Texas? You are, is the heat super crazy down there? Real feel says 105 right Oof. now. Jeez. Yeah. It's probably been like 105 here because of how humid it is. And we've been mm-hmm. having snow no the last two days or whatnot. So. It's all good. I get to work on my tan. It's fine. It's fine. But, like, here's the thing. This week in wrestling, it has been a little bit quiet. Nothing really buzzworthy. Nothing all crazy whatnot. But there is still really good topics to kind of derive from what we'll call a quiet week. And the one thing I, I thought about earlier this week is um, professional wrestling, especially the indies. Where are things going beyond this point? We got the pandemic getting ready to uh, officially be put back on the bench as... Uh, uh, the top wrestling promotions are getting ready to hit on the road. Uh, so mm-hmm. things are going to look different. Things are going to feel different. You know, does it? Will it go back to feeling the same, or will it ultimately be a new norm? You know, we'll talk about that in a second. But with how we've grown accustomed to the Thunderdome and having shows like Dark Elevation and now Rampage coming, and uh, you know how we're used to seeing AEW being at Daily's place, and we're used to seeing indie talent being featured on these shows. And uh, you know, we 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 made sense to some of these bookings, you know, because people were coming from QT Marshall, uh, people were coming from the Down South area, and then ultimately people just started making a trip because 
if you don't if you travel flying to florida is absolutely cheap i mean even if you can't afford to go to one city you can fly to another city and drive and it ultimately still like irons out to be like very cheap so it just made sense like when you think about people being able to get down there for a show and you rather got they got to play their own fare or aw's paying in and whatever it may be you know it's working it definitely has not put a dent in their budget at all but we've been seeing a lot of talent from all over the indies i mean even who you know you may want to consider you know top talent like uh willa yuda who is the iwtv champion who was featured so like from any degree here anybody's being featured um and which is a good thing because you're given um another level of um of uh publicity to people um you're getting them you know uh add to the profile and and and, and as far as we know it's, it's it's still an accolade you know to say like i was featured on here you know you can take that to wherever you go and raise your booking and say i've been on AEW. um but to you all what i want to know because i've been thinking about this a lot when somebody gets featured on one of these shows such as dark elevation and soon to be rampage like what's the instant thought that comes across your mind when you see somebody whether it's somebody you know whether it's somebody that you don't know but like we'll start with this like what what is it your instant thought when you see again like somebody like Rula yuda who we all know versus mm-hmm. um uh who do you face um carl anderson so when you see a match like that you're like wow like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, what's your, let's just start there. Cause I got a few, uh, uh, secondary questions to this, but you know, Damien, let's we'll start with you. What, what do you see when you see, um, independent wrestlers featured on these AEW shows? So firstly, if you see them on the marquee, I, I like that, you know, cause it's a lot of people we've been following for, for a while to see them on any kind of marquee. That's not an indie show that shows them going up against, you know, assigned talent, for instance, that's a good thing. And then the bell rings and then it's a squash. So in reality, it's, you got three minutes of screen time and you played the part of a bit actor <laughs> to potentially progress a storyline that may or may not get featured. Cause you know, it goes from elevation to dark and then to actually dynamite. And then you have to feel kind of, are you disappointed for them that they didn't get any offense in? Because I can, you know, off the top of my head, there's at least two or three that were on elevation and they barely got a sniff of offense in. Maybe maybe one punch to the neck, you know, one forearm to the neck, and that was it. Uh, I can I can I watched the Abaddon and Hyon match, and I know Hyon is better than what she showed, and I know that's what AEW wanted her to show, which is fine. Yeah, yeah didn't you watch ROH like a week ago? <laughs> I did. But it was yeah. one of those things where, God damn, like, y'all couldn't even let her get more than, like, three minutes against the undead mo- fake monster? Like, come on, man. <laughs> so, and, and there's been others, you know, like, I'll, I'll say it. When I saw, you know, Trevor Eon, you know, friend of the show, be- just get destroyed by Brian Cage. I'm like, all right, I'm happy for my boy, but did I really want them to be in this situation where they just got squashed on national television? You know, it, it harkens back to, and Will knows about this, the WWF superstar and wrestling challenge mm-hmm. days where we, we saw people like Louis Spicoli and Barry Horowitz get squashed for years upon years. And then they finally got their burn 10, 10 years later. So to some of my answer, like I'm happy to see them on a marquee, but to see them get squashed by people who may, who they may or may not be more talented than is disappointing. 
Okay. Yeah, it's... Crab, you go first. You go first. So I I think the big thing is that everyone's a jobber. Everyone is. Mm -hmm. If you sign the contract to work the match, whether your job is to win or your job is to lose, you're going to do the job. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah, when we say everybody, be more specific, please. I mean, uh, you know how, like, there are people? I mean, all of them. Everyone involved. The ring Son- guy, the, the timekeeper, the, the talent. Okay. Everyone mm-hmm. is there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Literally everyone that you see on your screen that, except for the fans, are there to do the job. Whatever that job is. And I think that doing the job in a time where work was minimal, scarce, few and far in between, is a good thing. However, you're not supposed to think of wrestling like that. You're supposed to think of wrestling as a sport, as a competition. So when you see your favorite or you see a person, you know, come up and it's like, oh, Sugar Duncan got himself over organically. Right. Let's see where the, oh, well, they had no plans for him. (laughs) So... However, it's, it's still a business at the end of the day. And no matter whether it's a real sport, and I mean like, you know, a real competitive non-scripted uh, sport or pro wrestling or a movie, mm-hmm. the long and short of it is that at the end of the day, it is the first your rent is due, your mortgage <laughs> is due, your credit card bills are due, do the goddamn job. So I can't be mad at somebody like Holly Dead who had to come out on Twitter whose like Twitter bio is like, I make five-star matches for a living. Mm-hmm. And had to come out after um, uh, getting squashed by Nala Rose to spin it and say, I had a Mongolian brain slug that was, um, that had just you know, manifested <laughs> because it was that time of the month where the brain slug comes to the t- frontal lobe. But next time though, next time. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's still the job. She took that job knowing, you know, knowing that, like, I want to go in and get some work done and whatever it is. And and that's just kind of the business side of it. So I don't really put too much stock in, oh, shit, AEW is going to bring in these people, which means that's a good thing. And we're going to see all these new talent. And the reason why I don't anymore is because of what happened to Sugar Duncanton. Okay, so cool. So 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 I'll come back to that. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, Dick. I like a lot of what Crab just said, because it's true. It is a job. It is a job, and we were going through the pandemic era for over the last year. And Lord knows we heard the stories and how we were asking the questions. We were like, why are they having 18 matches on AEW Dark? Why are they trying to shove like all these guys into a pay-per-view-length show on YouTube? And the answer was that Tony Khan was trying to give people a paycheck and trying to help people out because there were no shows running. And hey... More power to him. That's that's good. Like Jamal was just saying, it's a job. It gave people a paycheck. It gave people something to do. If they only got three or four minutes on YouTube, that's what they got. It harkens back to what Damien was saying, where you occasionally see your indie guys show up on WWE TV, and they just get run through. Hell, that's how the Hardys started out on WWE yep. TV. It's, it's a role that a lot of guys start in, where it's like, hey, you know, we don't have anything for you yet. But for right now, you can be a tackling dummy and you get to be around the locker room. And if a role comes up for you, maybe, you know, we'll do something. But for right now, this is what we got. But, hey, it's a foot in the door. 
It does at least get you in the building. It does at least get you in front of people's eyes that are decision makers. And maybe they can be, oh, we might have something for this guy. He did this that I like, or he did this that I don't like. I don't know. It can be something or it could not be something. I think having 18 darn matches on Dark was a bit overkill. Oh, it, I was, can't it imagine. was not. I loved it. <laughs> so I can't imagine we're going to see that going forward in, as, we, as we're back on the road. But in a lot of ways, it comes down to most of those people we saw just ended up getting a paycheck out of the deal. They got some exposure on YouTube and that's the extent of what they got. It's going to be the rare occasion. I think that something more of it comes than that. Most of the people they're getting their five minutes of fame. If they even get five minutes and that's what it is. No more, no less. So let me say this before you you jump in. No, let me say this because part one is the job. Part two is it's mutually beneficial for the talent Mm -hmm. and the promotion. Uh, Smackdown you know, and whatever WWE was doing with the, the original uh, performance center when they had that big ass fan and for no reason uh, before they built the Thunderdome, that shit was depressing. And AEW was giving you, was bringing the indies to the forefront, you know, for reasons. So not only were they doing something fresh at the time, they were giving people the job, which is also great. But for AEW, it definitely built a lot of buzz because you didn't know who was going to show up. You didn't know who was going to be there, uh, which kept it fresh a little bit. And then they moved into QT Marshall Sex Dungeon. And then, you know, these things, uh, you know, they had to, everybody had to roll with the punches. So when you look at what Impact did, which was kind of, well, you know, a mixed bag, um, NWA completely shut down and have not regained their footing. ROH completely shut down and had to basically reinvent themselves with the woman, fresh new women's tournament. And a fresh new, uh, you know, new roster. I don't even, I don't know who's there. You know, so much. Tony Deppin's the champion. Craziness. WWE literally built, you know, a Lego set, you know, that that changed the game in that regard. And AEW went back to basics and just said, we're just going to give you wrestling. So I think it was mutually beneficial for both the companies as they all were looking for something new to stand out in the plague because this is the first plague that entertainment had to be on TV. Go ahead, uh, TJ. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't agree because, uh, one, I, I think when people are being auditioned to come down there, you, I don't think nobody is openly willing to come down there to not be able to show their talent and say, hey, you're hap- you're here, so you should be happy. And I'm pretty sure no one black is ever going to sign up for like a you should be happy to be here thing because if you're not going to, you know, be on the basic level of doing it and people are complaining with, about that same mentality on the highest level, why start it now? Why start that mindset now? So I, I, here's my thing. When but this was started, last year when there was literally no wrestling to be found. I know, and it's still the same thing. Is the 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 thing? I, I feel like the to the point of you saying the intrigue of seeing someone showcased on television was almost like an accomplishment. Like a wow, they noticed this person. They're giving them an opportunity. They're going to allow them to do something. So when uh, what's what's the uh, the the guy you don't like? Um, Which one? The, the rock, <laughs> the rock star. I cannot think of his name right now. Rock star. It'll come to me. Rockstar. He got himself on the show by putting himself over on Twitter. Oh, Jake Parnell. War horse. Jesus Christ. Workhorse. <laughs> a war horse. Yes. War horse. So like, yeah. so, Never so call like, him a workhorse. So like again, he got himself on there. He had a match. It a match, buzz. a match. <laughs> okay, that to be but, fair but though, that a, was but, a different but, circumstance. 
But it, he got uh, himself yeah. over on Twitter and basically antagonized Cody enough to say like, "No, we this needs to happen," and they ran yeah. with it. That's cool. very different than bringing in Holly Dead for a squash match. Uh, that's, you know, what which, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like as things have massaged into this, now it, it started to become like a conveyor belt of people they can use. Don't give them, don't give them Just no bodies. time to really show. Just bodies, basically. And these people are really, really good. Like when Holly did, like you said, and then Swole has to come out and put her over because if you've never seen her before, then you're thinking like, Thank I'm you. not looking out for her. Why am I going right. to go to an indie show to go look for her now? It was I, different a couple of months ago when you said, oh, Shook D is having this amazing program on AEW. Wherever he's at on the indies, I need to go see where he's at. Now it's okay. like, to be fair, oh, they're, they're feeding this person to that person. Uh, I don't. To be fair, I don't know why it changed, and I'm not happy that it changed, but the dynamic of Dark definitely did change. Uh, there were people, we had our you know, theme uh, tournament earlier in March. I, I brought out a bunch of guys on Dark you know, who aren't even in the company anymore. They were only there for a cup of coffee, and then all of a sudden they have a hideously great produced theme. Like, they're setting them up as if they are going to stay. Danny yeah. Limelight is another guy that gets this package, gets these showcase matches and stuff. And you think, like, well, clearly he's... No, he's not. Uh, and then there are a bunch of other people that we can name. So I, it definitely changed from a... We so, want to keep these guys close to the chest. Uh, and and hopefully, you know, there'll be room for them when we when we don't... When we need to trim the fat. Apparently, there's not room for anybody. Yeah, and keep 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 that thought. Because that's definitely where we want to go with, with the next part of the conversation. Because that's exactly what I, what I started noticing. And, like... I love the idea that if I can't see my favorite indie talent locally because of the pandemic, oh my God, AEW's stepping up. They're, they're, they're putting money in people's pockets. They're giving them opportunities. And then when you leave there, whether you get signed, maybe you wasn't good enough to get signed, but you know you got the exposure. You got the notoriety after saying, I worked on AEW. So when you do your meet and greets and all of that, you were there. And that meant put, something. Right, that was on like the a poster. Com- Exactly, but now As it's a conveyor belt. AEW exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. But now it's just a conveyor belt of anybody who's a, who wants to come out here and get a check. So they sold yeah. for a check. We'll do it, and I, that's my gripe is because again, like um, Willa Yuta, somebody we've seen since day one, mm-hmm. day one, work himself up, constantly, constantly, constantly. IWTV champion. That's a huge deal that he has that. That's a huge deal for indies because of the most watched uh, streaming service for independent. One of the one of the most watched uh, streaming service for the, the uh, independents. He's the champion, and mm-hmm. when they have a show, he's there. So anywhere you go, he's there. The fact if did y'all see that match? Have y'all well, seen that you match? versus Anderson. Yeah. Did you did you well, see the conclusion? Yeah. Okay. So you saw the Bucks just running across him as if he was just a piece of dirt. I'm sorry, that demolishes a lot because that just shows me gimmick or no gimmick. That's like that that almost feels like we don't respect the indies and your top champion. We're gonna do this lap thing. He was on the ground, you know, selling the finish, and they just ran back. Did over anyone him. mention on the broadcast that he was the IWTV champion? Of course no. not. <laughs> of he course not. not do so that. now he's I mean, just a guy. Yeah, he's just yeah. a guy. And he, he got he, he was got he, he, a body. He got Roombud over. Like, it just, the thing just kept bumping <laughs> over. It was, it was, Roombud. it was, I, like, I, I felt disrespected. I was like, 
I get the Bucks are being jerk and doing what they do, and you love it. A lot of people hate it, but come on now, this is you, you, you seek this person out. You knew who he was. Yeah, all mm-hmm. y'all are on Twitter. You knew who he was, so you bring him in in what should be a high-profile ma- match to watch, and then you do that. No, 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 no. Like we talk about on the Indies, cheap heat, and this is definitely one of the ones that is borderline right under disrespectful. Like in regards to something vulgar or whatever it may be. It was just no point of doing that. So to 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 my question is that when I think about Elevation, Dark, and Rampage, these three showcases of of side talent, um, developmental side talent, and independent auditioning talent, independent elevating talent, and the combination of impossibilities of people you can get there, but it's like if you're not with us, then we don't acknowledge you mentality that it seems to be going. That's really hard to invest into. And I think that like, there needs to be a lot more conversation about like how that's being handled. Because I think a lot of people do want to get a contract and would love to have that constant flow. But a lot of people also want to prove that they are worth it. I think a lot of people want to show the world that they, you know, they are top time. They deserve to be signed. And, and, you can't do that if people are going to treat you that way. I mean, money's money. I get it, and you got to make right. a living. But if you if you know that you're worth more than minimum wage, you're not going to disaccept minimum wage. Well, to be fair, we don't know what they're being paid. I mean, we don't know if they're making three fifty times what they were making on the indies because the indies are shady as fuck. So, true, I mean, I've, true. I've, we we've been in the room and we've seen people get paid a grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and also too, I will say this: this this is also something interesting. As a promoter on the Indies, you probably like, oh shit, Damian was on Dark. I he's gonna ask more. Yep. But if Damian right. will and Jamal was on Dark, all right now now I, I'm sorry you we, uh, Damian. I saw you get squashed. I, I can't yep. pay you that dude. Well, yeah, like, Jamal got met- two more moves in ahead of me, so he gets more right. because he got two moves in. I just I, got imagine we negotiations are probably nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get when you get, it quickly be, it quickly becomes when you get to the point that all these people have been on dark that ain't a card you can play to the promoters because they'd be like well everyone else has too that ain't special right. uh huh but look but look here's here's the catch twenty two to that if you are promoting you say that what's gonna go what's gonna be the word around town you're a shitty promoter right easily the moment you try to re- rebuttal mm. in regards to I'm not paying you that because you don't deserve that oh no you know that's not gonna flow. But it's so true. But then to the point that we made earlier, it's like if you made it there, that's 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 a level of notoriety to say, oh wow. Like if again, if you think about high end here, you say, Oh, RH tournament comes out of Booker T Cat, was yep. down in AW, premium. But then you think about somebody else that may have just did, you know, come from a certain, I don't know, independent let's just say MCW, went down to AW, got squashed. Premium or not premium? Should be premium, but I, I'm not going to be able to just give everybody a premium now. Just right, and, and then that, uh, that begets the question, at what point does it get so diluted that being on anything AEW-oriented is a win right yeah. now? Or or don't, let's not forget, too, if people travel together, that means the people that, <laughs> went, to, people that went to AEW also are going to go to an indie show together. Right. So, right. So, the so, car so, keeps going. Town yes. to town. Now here's the second question. <laughs> so now do you avoid these people? 
because you can't pay them. Well, I mean, I mean to be fair, we if you're if you're that guy, and you're still if you're if you're an indie promoter and you're still wondering if you could rub two nickels together to get a guy on dark, then you're not even in that conversation anyway. I mean, like 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 let's let's be honest. Like there are true there are promoters uh, of note that you know run shows of note, and they already have these established deals because it's not like the guys that we're talking about, the men and women that we're talking about are people of note on the indies, like a Willow Utah, like Willow, like Holly Dead, like, mm-hmm. you know, Sienna, like everybody. Yep. But then if you're just some like some dude from Long Island that just started last week, <laughs> uh, then, you know, we're, you're not there yet. So uh, obviously it's a mixed bag. Should people avoid, you know, getting squashed on AEW? Well, that's the thing. Would you turn down a 10-minute interview with CNN to promote the Cod podcast? But it's on CNN, but it airs at 2.30 in the morning Eastern between dick pill right. commercials. True. <laughs> I mean, you like, go. you could argue that, you know, the sum of the parts are greater than the whole. Oh, so, well, well I, will, I will say this, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, like, toot our horn here, but we have past interviews because it just logistically didn't make sense. You make one considering them to be big. But sometimes you just got to, I guess it's just a, a matter of conversation of knowing what you're getting yourself into. Right, is because so like I think the conversation with Wheeler Utah is very different than it is for Fabu Andre. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. Much respect to Fabu Andre. I miss him. Dude. However, <laughs> it is what it is, and we know good and damn well that he's not having the same conversations with the same people at the same time that Wheeler Utah is, for yeah. obvious reasons. Oh. Well, I will say this too. I hope that this, these these situations, that this makes everybody understand business a lot better, instead of just being like, "Oh my God, I'm getting an opportunity outside anything, and I'll do anything in order to get down there." Understanding yeah. that everybody's not getting the same handout when you go, right. when you go to those uh uh they, those timeshare presentations. Everybody's uh-huh. not walking out with the same payout. You you're gonna have to know how to negotiate <laughs> your own pay rate. So, and then, and again, like I love the idea of seeing people on there, uh, but I just would hope that the conversation is that at least give somebody an opportunity to make a name for themselves or right. make somebody yeah. want to look for yeah. that person. Or make it's, somebody want to book them. You take their interests away. Mm-hmm. You get them in a ring. You get them squashed, and then they're back on the plane and ordering but, the crowd. You know, for some of them, they're gonna get an opportunity. Some people will get an opportunity. So you know, the rare person's gonna get the hookup that Suge D did, where he gets to become Pineapple Pete and hang out with Chris Jericho for a few weeks. That's gonna be few and far between, but it will happen occasionally. They get down there, you're going to have some people where it's like, okay, you get four minutes. For the first minute, you can do some stuff, show us what you got. Then uh, whoever you're taking on is going to take over. Other people that are going to be like, ah, oh, you get to go out there for a minute. You're, you're, you got Wardlow tonight. Guess what? One minute, you're done. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, Not everyone's going to get right. that opportunity to get to shine. It depends who you're paired up with. It depends right. what the goals of the show are because obviously they're going to protect their contracted talent as they should – their priority is not going to be to make make sure the kid that came down here in the uh, hatchback with stuffed in the back seat make sure he gets a good five minutes tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just what, also, is what it is. Also, and just as important, doing the job is not just about 
winning or showcasing moves and stuff like that. Because Not at all. The, the other side of that, too, is like, well, did you sell that move well? Did, how did you take that yes. boss? You were I there did. to be a How did a you handle backstage? How did you yeah. handle backstage? Yeah. How exactly. professional were you? Exactly. So if, if I think whoever whoever that person is in AEW that would make that, maybe Jerry Lynn, maybe Malenko, I don't know. But whoever that person is, if you can get them to vouch for you down the road, that may be worth mm-hmm. getting knee in the face by Wardlow. Because you did the job, you got the paycheck, and if you, yeah. if you were a dick about it, then they'll never call you again. Yeah, well, but if you can if you can get the rub from those guys in the same way that on Sammy's vlog on Tuesday, Cody Rhodes said, hey, we're going to go on back on the road. Not everybody's coming with us. Please book our friends. And he mentioned Kylan King, Baron Black, Fuego de Soul. Um, and I want to say somebody else. And it was disheartening to see that after all of the goodwill that uh, these guys have done to get themselves in, in, in paces to be memorable. It just didn't work out. Can I add that? Can I add that too? Beyond goodwill, in in the spirit of good faith, and stepping out on a limb during the pandemic, taking that chance, being available in one of the darkest times in our our upbringing, when Mm -hmm. you went down there and you did a job not knowing where the plague was at, but you did it. And the plague could have been right in your face, but you were back. So... The, the the level of dedication that these regulars who aren't signed are are, are there, mm-hmm. uh, disheartening, definitely is the word to, is uh, is the word of choice here, and I I I feel you on that, and I and you know we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but like beyond just the indie talent that was you know doing some ad hoc work, uh, these people who was on these uh, NTEs not to extend contracts, shall we say, or, mm-hmm. or, or terms, it's a huge, it's even a bigger problem to me because it's just like. Did you not value them enough to to mm-hmm. keep them? Like, and 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 if you didn't, are you having uh, like a professional exit program for them? Understanding what do they need to do to be signed? Are you you know a, 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 a exit clearance? You know, and even the people that did do these the ad hoc work, did you right. did you talk to them? Did you did you give them some? you know, help with something to move forward, rather, you know, I'm not going to just, I mean, we'll just say resume, but like in the firm, in the, in the terms of resume, did you help them restructure it? Did you teach them new language? You know, what did you do to well, send these people on to be better? Or did you just use them, give them cash and then roll out? Because where is that? there's a word for that on the streets, but I'm not going to say it. There are a lot of wrestlers out there. We've seen a lot of talent come through uh, dark and elevate and later on elevation. And then there's guys like Tino Sabatelli. Mm. Like, don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, uh, you know, Shug D came through, went to a thing, uh, and, and he got himself over organically. Uh, unfortunately, didn't work out. Didn't want to wait for it to work out. He made a move, kept it moving. Respect that. And uh, vocal about it, too. And, and vocal about it, too. Like, hey, you know, you know, I, I'm still on the clock. You know, I don't have time to wait. Cool. All of these things are great. You know, uh, and they all give Veda Scott on commentary. Uh, great time. All of these Crim- things. Criminal. All these things. All these things. And we could say all day about how um, they are missing out on so much talent and they, they've spent so much time and effort and stuff like that. But the real is, is that AEW isn't as big as we think it is. They're still pretty small. We're excited. You know, these fans of it are excited for them to come back to a full capacity crowd 
That's really only 5,000 people. There's only 1,000 people with Dynamite. Now, granted, it was 1,000 marks, but it was only 1,000 people. Whereas <laughs> WWE house shows run full-size arenas. So we're not talking about a major multinational corporation. We're talking about a pretty small endeavor on the scale of television, you know, is, is concerned. Um, so hopefully, hopefully they'll, you know, we'll see what the talent unfolds. And, and actually, after the break, what I would like to do is, is kind of kick it around a bit and say, what do they need to do going forward? WWE is going to hit the road again. What should both of them do to go forward? Impact is having a big pay-per-view with fans um, in about three weeks, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ring of Honor is coming back with fans on July 11th. Everybody's kind of you know, putting their coats on and heading out the door to go back on the road and do a thing with fans. So what does that need to look like? And we'll discuss that after the break. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. All right, um, Jamal, I'm definitely going to give it back to you because, uh, yeah, now that we're on the other side of the pandemic, let's talk about that now. Right. So uh, the big thing, of course, is that WWE Money in the Bank uh, is coming up. That's going to look more like a normal show. Uh, AEW's next week in Miami. Uh, you know, they're going to be doing uh, these specialty shows, but the next four shows are going to be specialty shows. Uh, July 11th, uh, you have uh, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, Survivor of the Fittest, I believe. Um, that's going to be in, in uh, just outside of Baltimore and in Nashville, in, uh, not NWA, but Nashville TNA is going to have impact rather is going to have anniversary. So I think for all four of them, uh, the big thing is, is that I think impact has kind of positioned itself to be in the, it, it positioned itself to be in the most affluent for transition. Mm-hmm. They don't really need to do anything. They just need to open the door. The show is the show. The storylines and the storylines, they've been running their programs as if there were fans. And once the only thing they need to do is just add fans. Um, AEW was kind of hampered by the fact that uh, a lot of these guys thrive on, like Orange Cassidy, for example. Jungle Boy has a new theme that's pretty catchy with with the fans and, and a call and response type of a thing. It's a more engaged audience in AEW. WWE... I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> Raw isn't is is vastly different. SmackDown, you know, has kind of turned into the Roman Reigns show, which was cool at first until it wasn't. So, will adding fans help their product? Will adding fans make Raw better? I'm not convinced that it will. They have other issues that fans can't help. So, I think that uh, Ring of Honor, uh, you know, again with the Pure Tournament, they've kind of reinvented themselves. The Women's Tournament is going to be. If, I believe it's taped already, but it's going to be airing uh, shorter sooner than later. Uh, so they're AW Ring of Honor Impact. They're in the best position to pivot with just adding fans and continuing as um, scheduled. WWE needs more um, insular work in their programming because even Marie can't do it all. 
They've asked for the, they, they, no, she, they, no, she cannot. Or she Man cannot. Thor. She really cannot. And, or Man and, Thor, I mean, she, 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 she could, but why would she? I mean... There's only one of her. She can't work both Mondays and Fridays. You know, she really she can't. her beauty rest. She does. She's gotta, she, she picked Monday to be oh, her night to focus on. We're, we're so, so lucky to start the week off that way, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where they that. put her well, at that. the top of the week. Yeah. Man, if but, she would have picked yeah. Thursday, we wouldn't even have a show to do. I'd be doing I mean, it by because, myself. Right. <laughs> Who would Jamal, watch I'm a, over even Ring? Jamal, I want to I want to add something to that too. Um, ROH doing their show in Baltimore, their home base. So you know, open the doors. Your fans are there. That's your home base. And um, just like uh, Impact, open the doors. Tennessee, that's your home base. You've been there. So you know, uh, very smooth transition. They don't have to worry about too much unpredictability. But for the other two, um, yeah, this is this is uh, definitely um, stepping out of your norm that you had well, for the last. Well, to be fair, AEW, in their home base, opened their uh, doors to fans. So AEW kind of did that first, Impact and Ring of Honor to follow suit. Right, right, right. right. I mean, because Florida never closed. But at the same time, too, they're going on the road now. They got to take their production with them. AEW, I mean, uh, yeah, AEW, I I don't know when it was, but definitely some time ago, he's like, hey. Let's work on that production because there was still a lot of minor things that shouldn't have been happening, happening. Um, but they got together. Production has not been an issue for as long as I can remember uh, because they. No, it's just Jim Ross and commentary. commentary. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you know, he's an old guy. You know, he, he makes mistakes. It's all, it's all good. No, don't I mean, be people ageist. Do. People do. People do. He's, he's yeah. you know, 70 plus, yeah. which is why they. We'll have to discuss that later. What do you do with Jim Ross? Keep him. <laughs> keep him. I'm not saying keep him. Keep, but, him. But, keep him off live TV. Put, put him in pre-tapes. Nah, I mean, I, I'll... Nah, never mind. I ain't going to say that. But yeah, we'll talk about right that now. later. That's what the end we'll, of yeah. We'll, we'll get that you later. But if you see an old yeller... <laughs> put him out. Well, okay, out to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, now that they're on the road, I mean, I guess... I guess uh, let's just start with this. Let's, let's not... Let's not worry about impact on ROH because I think they're it's pretty safe and pretty predictable about what's going to happen with them. Yeah. Open the doors, fans come, bada boom. Um, but for AEW, where's their first show in the road going to be? Miami. It's Miami. Miami. They're yeah. still in Florida. Not a problem. All the full sale people, they'll go down there. So they're basically. Yeah, what's the still... first one out of the area? Yeah. Where do they go out of the area first? Um, after Miami is... Of course, Chicago is in September for the pay-per-view, but, like, find the schedule. Where, when, they're, when are they out of Florida and in a truly... I, I think they go to Charlotte after that. It. Okay. Ooh, yeah, they, that'll be interesting. That'll yeah, be and, interesting. And, you know... It's I, not a super major city, so it'll that'll be a true test of where they stand. Okay, so I, I have the list in front of me. Uh, AEW Road Rager, which is this coming Wednesday, July 7th in Miami. Uh, Fighter Fest, night one, July 14th, Cedar Park, Texas, which is outside of Austin. Uh, Fighter Fest, night two, July 21st, which is in Garland, Texas, which is in the DFW Metroplex. You going uh, July, I'll be there. Um, July 28th, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Betty Bojangles Coliseum. Get your biscuits. Um, All right. <laughs> August 11th, uh, they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Rampage is the debut episode of Rampage in Pittsburgh so it's a double show there they have selling combo tickets for it and then uh, Houston, Milwaukee, All Out in Chicago, 
uh, Newark, uh, Queens, I will I will move heaven and earth to be at the show in Queens. Um, Rochester, Philly, Boston, I will be in St. Louis. Uh, four gears in St. Louis and in New Orleans. Oh, you're not so, going to Rochester? As much as I would love to go to Rochester. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, in the beautiful uh, wine country of upstate New York. Um, it's not a tennis stadium. So I would yeah. rather, they're going to be at Arthur Ashe. So I would rather go to Queens. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I'll be sure. I don't see there being a challenge with them selling tickets. There's fans, wrestling fans are all over. Uh, they have their core roster. You know, the people that like AEW obviously loves their top tier people. That's not going to be a problem. I guess the question is, what are they going to do in, re- in regards to Dark Elevation and Rampage? What is the aesthetic? What is, um, w- what's the word? Jamal used this, used this word like last week or something, but, um, what, well, what's, what's with the theme? We'll just go with that. What's the overall theme of these shows? Because we what sets them apart it. from each other? Exactly, bingo. Besides commentary, because that doesn't. Count I think in for person. a little while though, we're just going to get a lot of welcome back. You know, just welcoming yeah. fans back and trying to get people yeah. reingratiated into being a part of the show, almost like a test screen Everyone test. Everyone will be doing see. that for the first month. I think that's that's right. the summer. That's every that's everyone's going to coast on that for the summer. I think. Plus, we get to see in live crowds who really got over versus who didn't in the pandemic era. I think yeah, the true. first month I would treat it as preseason for everybody mm-hmm. on major television um, mm-hmm. because of we need to see you know how fans are reacting, uh, how how have fans been uh, paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, treat it as like the first month of school. You know, over the summer break. Yeah, you know, did you do your extra homework? Did you you know get your did you, did you get your packet? You know, early. You know where your homeroom is. It's going to be like back to school for everybody. But what I will say, though, is that uh, it has been confirmed that AEW Rampage, which will be premiering on Friday the 13th in Pittsburgh, um, it's going to be a carryover from Dynamite. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm going to assume that it's not just... It's going to be matches that they couldn't fit on Dynamite, but matches that wouldn't you wouldn't want to be on Elevation. I think that is interesting what? because if now wait, hold on, I think it's interesting because if you take the show uh, now, it will be live some nights because they have Saturday pay-per-views. So mm-hmm. uh, Rampage is going to be live on Friday. But what does that mean for the other shows? Because if dark is an hour and you do dynamite dark than dynamite, that's a three hour event. Okay. That's fine. Everybody goes home at 10. If you do, Elevation, which could be an hour and change, and Rampage, which is only an hour, that's a two-hour event. So, well, which is it? Do we still get 15 matches on Dark and have a two-hour-long show? Because <laughs> they're not going to run the building for a second night for a 90-minute event. That just seems silly. Yeah, So I really, I really do think that they're going to uh, tape um, Elevation on before a show, whether yeah. it's Dynamite or Rampage, it doesn't matter. As and they're going to tape... Right. And then they want to take, um, you know, dark uh, before a show. However, that's only when Rampage is live. When it's not live, it will be taped after Dynamite. So people will basically be watching a three-hour-long Dynamite that ends at 11 Eastern. Interesting. What does that mean for the show before? So I'm, I reckon that uh, Dynamite and, uh, I'm sorry, Elevation and Dark will be somewhere around an hour. 
uh, because you can easily do three matches in 45 minutes. Three 10-minute matches in 45 minutes, doors open at 7. You could do that. It's 8 o'clock, Dynamite starts. It's 10.01, Rampage is taped. But now the thing that it's taped and fans are in the audience, they have to be concerned about leaking, right? Because everybody and their mother's going to be tweeting out the car and, and, and the shit as it happens. Shit, they was already doing it last night. <laughs> right. I, I was like, so, damn, I forgot I forgot people did that. <laughs> right. So so now the question is... Scoop guys. How, well, <laughs> how sensitive does this information have to be? Because let's say that if you have a championship match that goes 60 minutes... It it the, it's not decided on dynamite and like hey we'll see you on Friday night when we conclude this match the bell never rings and it goes one two and they cut and it picks up at a kickout you know when they just play the match as <laughs> as it happens that would be cool it would piss everybody off it would be cool yeah. but obviously it would be spoiled immediately yeah but, so that that means that here's a, this is another issue now that means that. Anything you want to be invested in will be live. Has to be. Has to if be. It's, if it's not taped live, then you shouldn't care. So that means not only are you going to watch, uh, um, ele- uh, not Elevation, Dark, and you see your favorite indie talent get squashed and not care, now you know you shouldn't even care about the, what's happening on it because it wasn't live. Thus, it had already been leaked. Because you right. know the leakers are gone. I mean, the marks breed AEW, uh, the bread from AEW, and they they can't wait. And the fact bread that... Bread from AEW? <laughs> I mean... The well, that, that all started, too, with WWE also. Remember when SmackDown wasn't live and it was taped? Like, we were getting spoiled, you know, before the oh, event God, even happened. Yeah, when, when, when NXT, oh, my UK? God. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, and NXT, forget about it. It was never a point of watching it unless you went. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right, no, like, because yeah. they taped like five episodes continuously. Yeah, yeah they do the whole month at once. it was all once. released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah, matter, so we, ma- would get the, fact, we would get the reports before dinner time when they went to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and don't and, watch Raw tonight. Like, yeah. And like, we appreciate seeing it when we see it, you know? Right. Uh, with anything, television, movies, whatever, no one wants to be spoiled. But it seems it's a norm in wrestling, and that is a norm we haven't had in a while, and that shit is coming well, back. I, I, I mean, to be fair, I think it's a norm in fandom. I mean, how many times have we been to a shit ton of screenings where they say, please don't spoil this movie? Yeah. Right. We've been yeah. to a lot of screenings where what? the cast or the director or somebody in person would say, like, listen, talk about it later. Be excited yeah. about it now. And it's been pretty good. Pirating in the U.S. has been good. But if your shit comes overseas first, Fast 9 was online for three weeks, maybe four weeks, before it released here. So, <laughs> so the point is, the marks are going to mark regardless because they're marks. Yes. Yeah. But now the yes. question for AEW is, with Rampage being taped, and since if that's an extension of Dynamite, what does that look like? And what I think it's going to be is going to be the extra women's match that they wanted to put on the main show that they oh, did for oh, God. reasons. Also. So don't be so surprised if you get that. So only Dynamite's live? Dynamite's going to be live. Rampage and, will be taped after Dynamite, yeah. except on nights of the pay-per-view. So so all of the developmental shows are all going to be taped? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Dark will be taped. Elevation will be taped. Rampage and, is not a developmental show. It's an addendum to Dynamite. Okay, it will right. only and be live on the Friday before pay-per-views. It's it going to be Sunday night gotcha. heat. Think back okay, in the day, gotcha, Sunday Night Heat gotcha, on MTV. Gotcha. Exactly. It, it, 
I, I again, I, 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 you know, I in the UFC, I, I love uh, Ultimate Fighter. I mean, Ultimate Fighter. Um, well, I'm about to say tough enough. Yeah, the Ultimate Fighter. Excuse me. When they do, you know, when you get to see uh, new fighters come up and they do all this stuff, and eventually they make it to the roster and, and et cetera, et cetera. And NXT, we watch the same thing. We see new people either get signed and eventually work their way up to the to the main roster. But like. I can't find a reason to invest myself into dark. I, I love dark when it first came out, but now I got huge reservations as to why. Like, I just don't know why I should watch because now I got to duck spoilers and will these matches that y'all advertise, is it worth me waiting? Will they matter? That's will the bottom line. Yeah. So, but that actually has me the most intrigued because with Dark and Elevation, as you as I've discussed before, I don't watch for the same reasons why you do. I'm not interested in particularly wins and losses. I'm interested in how well the work was done. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this is like a, a, a dress rehearsal, a, you know, a, for a, a pre-show. Uh, it's not to be taken seriously. So if I do get a name, uh, a person of interest, a person that I heard of, a person that I haven't heard of. Um, maybe you might get an eight-minute match between two guys that you don't know. You probably won't, but how do they look going forward? And honestly, I do have a short list of people that I need to see once the Indies come back 100%. Right. So this is as a question. I know, like, and, and so am I, a big fan of Fred Yeha, who if yep. somehow he makes his way to AEW, I don't care, I'm watching. If right. they get on there and they make this man look like... I right, but that's know. the thing. I mean, like, if it's if it's Yeha versus Cody Rhodes, we know what that match is going to be. So you we, see that on paper, you, you're going out the way. You're you're getting off at the exit, right? No, no. If if I see that on paper, I'm definitely a reminder, set a reminder on my phone to be in front of my computer screen for uh, Fred Yeha versus Cody Rhodes. Not because that match reeks of importance. It's because it's Fred Yeha on AEW number one. That's cool. Uh, Got to represent number two. It, it, how does he look on that stage? He's never, right. to my knowledge, been in that position right. to be on that stage. And we've no, seen Ivelisse, uh, you know, who, like, made an ass of herself on that stage. We've seen Shara <laughs> make an ass of herself on that stage. And we've seen others. You know, yeah, what do? We'll talk about it later. Uh, but, you know, make an ass of herself. <laughs> Uh, uh, Tito Sabatelli making an ass of himself on that stage. There was another guy that you know shot himself in the dick on that stage. So it's not necessarily about like you I, know. It's like this is your proving ground. This is your you know resume builder. Yeah, I, I'm just not a bet. I'm just not a betting man that like I know somebody's going to be properly represented on there based on. Well, the if, recent if Yehi right. got that opportunity, it'd be very similar to what happened with Wheeler Yuta. Because they kind of have the same resume. They've both been on ROH. They've both been on MLW. They've kind of made the rounds like, of the indies. I like they're these odds. The they're guys, they guys who are very established, have gotten a taste of, like, some shows. Mm -hmm. And this would be the next step, possibly. Or it could just be a speed bump where they're just a tackling dummy and that's it. But until it happens, you don't know. Well, go back I, and remember when Cody was doing the open challenges and every indie person was kind of stepping up in, in 15 now, minutes Maybe they shine. go back to this. Maybe they go That's back to this. That's what they need to do. They need to right. bring it back to the regular Guys, show. Eddie Kingston. Have these open challenges to let people show their wares and then potentially get signed. And, and, and also, not too, everything's going to be Sugar Duncanton putting them, getting himself over 
in the five, six minutes he gets. That's not going to happen for everybody. And look, I'd be cool and forget about all of this if they go back to that. And because you realize that when you go to these different cities that you will have limited Hometown people folks. available. Yeah, because like Miami, not a lot of people can get down to Miami. Well, maybe, but like. I mean, that Jack- Casey Navarro's there. True that. True that. But like you go to St. Louis, you know, there's, there's a handful of people there. But who can come from? But even in St. Louis, you're driving from Chicago and Kansas City. That's five still, hours. Yeah, I'm saying, but still, that QT Marshall can't. That they obviously don't seem like they want to fly Kaylin King out there. It seems like they're like, right. uh, you know, future endeavors. They're going to need people to fill those shoes. So in St. Louis, there will be limited, but some available people. So maybe you do go to, instead of having 20 matches with all the people available, you go to the limited matches, more time, old, res- uh, old recipe of open challenge with the TNT. And that's good because that was working and that was interesting. And if we can get Miro versus, you know, whoever's the hottest person in that town, then do it. Make it make it happen, you know? That could be interesting. That way now we can re- reinvest like, oh, this is a big deal because based on last week, it was a big match. It was a big spot. You know, it was a big opportunity. It was worth investing in. But if I see Dark and I see Cody Rose on Dark <laughs> facing... Who, who's somebody that's like really, well, first really of hot all, right now? Chris first Dickinson. of all, don't, don't expect Chris Cody Rhodes on dark. <laughs> okay, right, because too good. But God knows, if you see him near it, don't even watch that match. Just, just don't. Like, for instance, if I see, uh, what's the guy named Cutler versus Chris Dickinson, I'm going to be like, really? Y'all going to oh, nah. jump out Dickinson to Brandon Cutler? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or Nakazawa. Like, come on, man. Exactly. But to be exactly. fair, that's not is that exactly how it always goes because Christy James has two wins in AEW. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Well, we also thought she would have gotten signed too, but alas. But but so then again, this is back what we thought that's what people were going to do. Yeah. Exactly. Well, did yeah. we know we it was never in the cards to sign people? There's an identity crisis going on right now, and I and yeah. I know it has Maybe something not. to do with the pandemic. Well, Maybe okay, not. So, Two two weeks. We're definitely going to have a revisit this to say like, yes. what is this now? Because right now we're in this mixing bowl, this purgatory area of, hey, this first part of dark was successful. This second part was lazy. This first part of what <laughs> you were doing with the TNT title, a success. Great. Mm-hmm. We loved it. And then you brought up people like Darby Allen, who just had the run of his life. But now that you may go back to what you were doing before, letting any talent get in that spot. And putting them over because that's that's basically the, the ultimate blessing of saying like, oh man, you just had a match match of your life with Cody Miro, whoever it may be. So if they go back to that, giving some legitimacy to these matches, some important, uh, some importancy, some reason to invest. Good. If they're gonna bring in Damian from the heart of Texas and right. flying him out to St. Louis. To get job, to smack his ear pods right out of his ear, sit him back on the plane. (laughs) We're not going to be happy. (laughs) We're not going to be happy. But that's the thing. I think we're looking at it from two different angles. We're looking at it from the assumption of this is a guy, this is his chance to prove himself, when realistically is it's a job with an opportunity to be showcased in front of a crowd that you never have been that size before. Realistically, I hope that these guys know going in that when they sign this one-day contract to work the shows or whatever it is, that this is just for this, unless you blow us out of the water, 
you will catch it down the road when we need you. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, exactly. Ad hoc. You come in there and you're yeah. gonna wear a smile and you're gonna get your ass beat. And I really, I really hope that they know that going in because we're under the assumption that it's like, oh shit, Christy James, Beta Scott, all these people are on uh, a thing, and realistically, it's like, this is why you're here. Go home. Using an abuse to me again is on the street. You know, if you see something and it looks like something you you like, and you do a little audition, then you pay out a check, and then you go on the way. That's called something, but not important. Or it's, it's you know you know what it's called? It's called being a contractor. Yeah. Yes. And if you exactly. if you sign a contract for three weeks, it, you, there there sure is an outside chance that you can go and and get a six week extension. A twelve week, a one, a two year extension. Yeah, but, I but mean, at the end of the three weeks, they don't owe you a damn thing. Yep, you got other than a paycheck. That was the terms re- you agreed to. Yeah, right. you could, you know, people can talk about the Keith Lee situation, but however you want to look at it, whatever promotion, this is what it means to be a business person. Know what you're getting yourself into, and don't be afraid to say, "Hey, I, I got demands or requirements. Maybe it works for you, maybe it don't, but just don't." To me. To anybody, just I, I say, just don't be like a smiling person saying I'm willing to clean the toilets if it means that you'll pay me some money and send me home. Because why? That's not benefiting your career. But you know, we'll see. But I will say this also too. Um, I just slipped my, it just slipped my mind. It was something about what Jamal just said. Um, it's the equivalent of being a wrestling day laborer at this point. You know, yeah. you go in, <laughs> you do, you come in your pickup truck, you say, "Hey, boss, can you need help?" You're talking, yeah, like yeah, the, You're talking like shit. You're talking like shit. And you out. Yeah. And you out. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it's a little bit more above the board than that. But but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking. We're, I mean, but seriously, we're talking handshake deals and stuff like that. And Cody has made it clear that there are tiers to contracts. And a tier zero is basically a as-needed basis on call, but we'll call you, yeah. don't call us. Yeah. And a tier one is that all the elite tweet um <laughs> you know and it took a long time for red velvet to even get that that's who i was right. just thinking about because she benefited a lot from the pandemic era to just being an afterthought to being a part of that match even though you know brandy was pregnant but she stepped in in that tag match yeah. with jade and 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 shaq and cody and she opened a lot of eyes and then ta-da Absolutely. she was she had vignettes filmed and then she was signed to All Elite after yeah, all that, that work. And that, and that was interesting because I thought she would have probably been, it would have made sense for her to have been signed beforehand, but they did it afterwards, which is still like a, mm-hmm. damn. But I, I know I know what I was going to say. Um, you know, even if you come and they're not going to give you much time on the match, you know, how do you get yourself beyond this point to understand your value if they don't let you wrestle Yes. And they don't let the fans appreciate you. We are a very adamant part into what someone's opportunity may be. Uh, you know, not not to like, you know, take anybody's hard work away, but when fans get involved in a positive aspect, it pays dividends for people. Cedric, Mia, Mia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Workhorse, a uh, warhorse, Jamal's favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing, I'm with Jamal on that. I'm not a big fan either. I mean, but but regardless, though, people's voices and demands made these things happen. And I'm thinking if I'm coming down here and I'm I'm coming to what we can say is the second or third biggest promotion, 
how do I ultimately make a name for myself if you're not allowing me an opportunity to do so? If you're just like, hey, I'm happy to be here. I got some pictures by Speedy for new promo <laughs> photos, and then I'm on my way. It's just like, that's yeah. it? Yeah. And also, I, was prom, I, was in a, I was in a crowd, some, too. I was in a crowd. Yeah, so, I mean, some people, that's all they're going to do. It depends on the person. You're going to have plenty of folks who are going to go down there. They're going to get their match, be told, you got two minutes, that's it. And they're be like, okay, and that's it. Those are the right. ones that aren't going to go anywhere because you're going to need to do more than that. And heaven forbid, like you said earlier, if you get that, if you get told you get the two minutes and you throw a fit about it, or you get the boo boo face, they're going to know. They're not right there. They're not going to like that. So oh, Jer- Jericho will say something got, about it. Oh, well, as we saw, goddamn. Especially don't, if you're a don't woman, put a, don't put a damn gif up. Don't. Yeah. We we know how thin this skin can be. Yeah. So yes. word gets around. So. You got to have the right attitude. You got to be professional about it. You got to shake everybody's hand. And hey, if you swallow some pride, you you better swallow some pride. You better do it with a smile. It better be all good. I think it reminds me of years ago on SmackDown when uh, Eddie Guerrero first turned heel. Jimmy Jacobs did a did one of those jobs against him when he had when back when he had his blog and all this. And he wrote about it and he was like, I got brought in. I got told I get to work Eddie Guerrero, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like a dream come true. At this point, you know, he'd done ROH, so he was like a known commodity, a known dude. He said Eddie came up to him in the locker room, and he was like, look, man, I'm really sorry. This is not about you tonight. I need to come out here. I have to kill you. I, you're not getting to do anything. It is what it is. I'm really sorry. I feel horrible about it. But for what the story we need to tell tonight, I'm laying you out. I'm hitting you with a brain buster, frog splash, done. That's all this is going to be. And he was super apologetic about it. And to Jimmy's benefit, he knew he was like, dude, I'm just happy to be. I'm happy to be in the ring with you. I'm going to make it look like a million bucks. I'm going to make it look like a killer. How much is it it because it's a different time, too? Because, you know, years ago, that was commonplace. But now when you can get yourself over on the Internet. Right. Is that different? Does that hold the same weight? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that speaks a lot about Jimmy Jacobs and why he works backstage personnel, because he's a professional. And a lot of people recognize that. But, right. but 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 back to this is that if you are understanding that this is independent talent, free talent, uh, uh, personal contractors who are looking for opportunity, which is why they're here and they're trying to do whatever they can to get that check and you're not even allowing them to do so, then that means you're just using them. You know, it's 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 like it's almost to the point where it's like you already knew who you was going to hire. Why did you even call me for this job? Right. You're wasting my time. Oh, okay. You're 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 send me a check. Okay, okay, cool. You know, uh, this doesn't benefit me at all. But I guess I'm happy because I got the dollars. I, I, I just I just feel Which like is a, why I said in, in the beginning, it's about doing the job. Yeah. I mean, then that's and that, and that entails knowing what you signed up for, uh, being able to do the job to the best of your abilities, and not necessarily waiting for the next phone call, but just you know keeping your options open and, and doing the job. That that's. I'll, Everyone's a jobber. I am extremely concerned for Harlow, who I would assume is going to be having a match soon. Because she was backstage. Saw the picture. And her presentation is the first thing that jumps out to you about her. And if she ends yep. up this ringside, you're taking away something that has really proven her to be successful before she even does a, a move. So I'm hoping that there should be some type of balance here going forward if you're not going to let people get wrestling in let them get an entrance if you're taking both of that away then god be damn like for and real? that's 
that's what I the don't like about interest. Dark. That's exactly what happened with Dark, where they went from getting full interests and a full presentation to just the jobber interest outside of the ring, and then they get squashed. And it's like, well, I get it, but that sucks. They deserve better. Now, uh, but then again, that's it's not always about that, and that's not the story they need to tell. So, last statement on this for me is that, to be honest, what the Bucks did to you to tells me that they did they do not buy you the indies because they've all made it and they look down on people that are in these situations. I don't think there's a helping hand out reaching out saying we want to help you. I think Khan may have that spirit, but I think these veterans do not care because every single time they get a chance to throw shade at WWE or down at the indies, they do so. So I, I, I can't sit here and like firmly say that they actually care about these people that are coming in to do a job. I don't think there's a level of like, I respect you. It is the job. I get it. I don't care if you work for, you know, the, the trash can company. It's a government job, by the way. But if you mm-hmm. do so, I'm not going to treat you bad because of what you do. You're you're a professional. You're a business person. You are a man. You're a woman. I'm going to treat you as such. But I feel like at some point, the gimmick starts superseding everything. And I just don't feel like there's disrespect. And I feel like that was very synonymous with them running the, the Roomba on him. <laughs> your champion. Like... <laughs> Like, really? That's unnecessary. That had nothing to do with the match, and the Bucks don't need to get over at all. They don't need to get over in any direction, heel or face. There's no reason for that to have been added. So I just, I, at times, I feel like not nothing would calm, but I feel like they just, they don't respect the indies. And Jericho clearly doesn't respect anybody at times. He's, he's clear to throw shade in any direction, and he's one of your top people. So it's hard for me to have, like, a lot of confidence saying, like, they're doing this with the sake of good graces of saying, like, we want to help these people. I think this is more of a, well, we do have some extra dollars in this charity budget. Here you go, buddy. Well, I mean, it's it's not a mercy ship. It's a business. So it's not that they're in a position to help. It's not like AEW isn't getting anything from it. Because if they wanted to help, they would start a GoFundMe and match everything that was made. But they didn't need help. Because no, they, they, didn't have ta- they didn't have talent to show up during the pandemic. This is why right. all these opportunities and they, and they had a, And they had a call. This is the job. People did the job. Some organic things happened. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, then we, and then we moved on. That job is over. We don't need that. We, that's not a job that we have anymore. And we're going to go on the road. We're going to catch you later. And yeah. people are, you know, understandably uh, confused and upset about the fact that these people that they've become ingratiated with over the past year um to to and now are just being tossed by the wayside however as a contractor myself i know that nothing's guaranteed that my contract will be extended the only thing i can do tomorrow is put my monkey suit on and go to work do the best job i can and hope that the people that have that literally holds my contract in their hand uh doesn't rip that shit up to uh, your friday morning True that. That sounds all good and well, but there's also another level of protection you have in doing so because you're a smart man and there's no way you would do something without a little bit of knowledge behind it. Well, I'm also in the union too, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, let's let's take it. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to add, or you want to jump to our our, our our news stuff and then we roll out? We can jump to I'm news. I'm good. Let's right, get the uh, news and notes. Oh, I'll oh, I, I I do have to say to 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 everything we just said. Support your indie favorites and talent so they don't get stomped out on dark 
Yeah. Support them. Don't get the Roomba, the Roomba treatment. The Roomba treatment. Yeah. <laughs> support, support, support them. Whether they were on dark or not, and you think now they're balling because they're on there or whatever. Maybe support your independent talent. Uh, first off, in the news, uh, unfortunately, uh, I've learned earlier today that the Patriot Del Wilkes uh, yeah. last saw him on WWE, uh, WCW. I know he's been in WWE before. Um, yeah, he's dead at the age of fifty-nine. I couldn't find a cause of death, but still, fifty-nine is way. Uh, too young in general, but surprisingly a senior citizen in wrestling, which is uh, a damn shame. This uh, man, we talked about him, and uh, we'll, I guess we'll cover a little bit more in depth of what WWE needs to do to kind of, not necessarily right the ship, but go forward after the pandemic with fans. Um, you could argue in AEW, their biggest thing was like, damn, that was awesome. I wish a crowd was reacted to it. Same thing in Impact. Same thing definitely in ROH with the with the uh, implementation of the Pure Division. People need to see this in person. Uh, but now, uh, you know, we are at a point where that will happen. And Vince McMahon, uh, you know, Captain Vince McMahon, is, it's his ship, is down at the Performance Center to meet staff and scout talents. And uh, the afternoon was described, according to the Wrestling Inc., as a very productive, very positive day. So it will be interesting to see what comes of that, what does positive mean, and more importantly, when is Adam Cole going to SmackDown and jobbing out the Roman Reigns for nine weeks in a row? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say you didn't hear it here first. Acknowledge um, your tribal chief. Well, he'll get jobbed out to Corbin. Forget Roman. He'll get jobbed out oh, to Corbin for like geez. seven weeks in a row. And then they, then he's going to tag with Otis and win and be like an eight-time tag game champion. So uh, early this morning, about 5 a.m., uh, I was on my way to work, but I was also watching Gleet, G-L-E-A-T. It's a, a Japanese wrestling promotion that was okay. founded by uh, Lede Entertainment, and they used to be a parent company of pro wrestling NOAA. Uh, NOAA was bought by Cyber Agent, which is DDT's uh, promotion as well. Uh, there were some people of interest uh, on the show for me, uh, including uh, the Stronghearts, uh, Kaz Hayashi, who... My God, I did not know he was still uh, working. Um, and uh, Soma Watanabe, uh, really good show. It's about three hours. Uh, there was technical difficulties in the beginning, but it's uh, so it's really actually about two hours and 40 minutes. But there was like five wrestling matches and three pure division style matches uh, that were very interesting. So more close to UFC uh, and, and Pride FC type of a deal. Um, and it's good to see, like, they were able to flip a switch and go from, like, nope, this is a traditional wrestling match. This is a pride match in this division. And it was good to see that on both shows, and I would really like to see that come to the U.S. outside of Ring of Honor um, because they kind of have pure wrestling shows and not a mixed bag of both. Um, Ring of Honor really needs a, a longer show than an hour. WWE has uh, released their lineups for their shows between uh, July 24 and August 8. So they're coming to Pittsburgh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Milwaukee, Detroit, Fort Myers, Florida, uh, Gainesville, Florida. And these are their live events. So if you're a big fan of the New Day versus Bobby Lashley and MVP, if you're a big fan of uh, Charlotte versus Rhea for the Women's Championship, uh, Bailey versus uh, Bianca Belair, Get your ass to Detroit. So, there. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, and Dominic what? and Ray versus really? Roman Reigns. 
oh. in a handicap match for the championship um, is another big match for for all of those uh, shows as they run their first loop with fans uh, on they're doing house shows again. So, um, uh, so good on them. Uh, July first, uh, AEW had a um, their ratings come out, and but not first today. But you know, AEW had their ratings come out uh, today. And 883,000 is a pretty damn good look, considering that there was a hell of a basketball game on at the same time. Um, go Suns, I guess. But, um, yeah, a major uptick from their non-Friday night uh, ratings as they were doing some pretty abysmal numbers outside of their normal Wednesday time slot. Uh, so it seems that uh, the fans that are familiar are sticking to Wednesdays. Uh, there's been some reports that Sanjay Dutt has quit WWE, and uh, the word is is that he's actually working backstage at AEW. Um, yep. Haven't been able to confirm that, but it will be interesting to see how that works because the last time I saw Sanjay Dutt was at his last show, and that was just after Christmas 2017 in Nova Pro. The good old days. But uh, it, he's he had a, a leg injury, I believe, that kept him out. And it'd be interesting to see if he's able, if he wants to come back uh, in AEW since that is a thing that could happen. Uh, but him working backstage is a good look. Um, you know, Sanjay's a good dude. Uh, Anna Jag, she had surgery for her torn labrum uh, back in March, March 11th. Uh, that's a reoccurring injury. She's had surgery on it before, but uh, apparently that surgery wasn't done as well as it could have been. And... You know, this one seems to be going a little bit better. Um, she says in an interview with uh, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay on Renee, uh, Renee Paquette's podcast, Oral Sessions. Um, she ain't cute. So Anna was asked about the uh, her torn labrum and how the re- surgery recovery is going. And she's basically saying that, you know, I don't know when I'll be back, but... Everything kind of feels normal. Um, one thing I noticed in like the pick, you know, that's been flying around the internet recently with uh, Jungle Boy getting a good luck smooch from his new girl that just happens to be Anna is that she wasn't wearing a sling. So I would like to see her back sooner than later. Uh, but you know, these the shoulder is, is something that you don't want to screw around with. Um, and she's barely 20, you know, like 24, something like that. So uh, yeah, take as long as you need to heal. Another match that I actually don't necessarily know if we need to see. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal has been doing interviews saying that he wants to come back to AEW. Uh, this is why you don't feed the cats. Uh, Apparently, uh, Shaq has his eyes set on Paul White, which <laughs> makes sense. Ten years ago, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, he says I said on Paul White um, and says like, "Hey, Shaq says and I quote, I hear Paul White still talking trash, so I'm going to work out really hard this summer, and maybe we can do something very, very soon." It's July, sir. If, mm. if he's not, if he's not teaming with Charles Barkley, oh yes, please yeah. give, give give me that, give me that, please. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, Barkley's going to turn heel, so uh, yeah. that's that's automatically going to happen. Is Ernie Johnson uh, who, the referee? 
Two guys that big and that old getting in the ring together, I do not have high hopes for that. There would need to be a lot of window dressing around I won't that. Be, I won't be watching it. Work. The only thing I need is, is that to uh, either one of them to win the match with a cold red. <laughs> oh, God. Off the top rope. It has to oh. Uh, Top rope period. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, New Japan's strongest happened this weekend. Ring of Honor uh, also happened this weekend. MPW out there in, in Los Angeles area uh, is having a show. VXX in, uh, in Richfield Park, New Jersey, this, uh, North Jersey. Uh, they're having a thing. Uh, GCW's Backyard Wrestling uh, is happening down, at, I believe, in Atlantic City. Rev Pro is back. Uh, a show that I've been looking so goddamn uh, forward to is FMW. They're having their show this weekend on July 4th, Japan. That's 11 p.m. here in the East Coast of the U.S., 8 p.m. out west, 6 in Hawaii. Um, and then you have, of course, uh, uh, ICW uh, in South Jersey and um, Stardom. Uh, they have a show in Yokohama this weekend, so you can catch all of those things online on your various streaming devices, and that's the news for this week. All right. I am just taking a quick look at uh, at um, Beyond, who has a show going on right now. Alexander James versus uh, Bogan Finley. Uh, let's go. Let's hurry up and end this show so I can see if I can catch that real quick. By the way, if you haven't gone out to watch the clip of Wheeler Yuta getting used as a Roomba, like, yeah, go look at that because I was appalled <laughs> watching that. I'm just shaking my head. No. They, now y'all y- 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 see now, right? <laughs> they were literally using him as a welcome mat, like wiping their feet and everything. Like, mm. come on, man. Yeah, this like, to be honest, like this like reminds me of like when Floyd went to Japan to spar with that, that up and coming Japanese uh, uh, boxer and Floyd just washed this dude for like mm-hmm. a minute. And it's just like, I thought this was supposed to be a spar. And they just, he just disintegrated him. But, <laughs> you know. Dude got a check, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Let's wrap it up for the week. Um, You can catch us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. live on the Twitter. And um, keep up with our news and updates at BigGoldBelt.com. And then you can catch our podcast on all available uh, podcast platforms the following day, which is Friday. um, And... Obviously, tweet with us on Twitter, BGB Group, until Twitter decides to give me the other handle that I want. Um, But, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Support your favorites on the independence. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Be safe, folks. All I really need, that big old bell, big old bell, big old bell.